everyone. Welcome back to the Queens of Social Work podcast. I'm your co-host, Queen P. And I'm your co-host, Queen H. We invite you all to join us this week as we share, laugh, cry, and learn through our experiences as women of color who happen to be social workers. So let's get started. You know, Queen H, we recently had a conversation about our work in private practice, and we really got into the need to receive therapy as a provider of mental health services or as a social worker, just really a provider of services in general, because there's usually never a bad time to see a therapist unless there's something extenuating. But also you can always use the support of a conversation about the work. Absolutely. And if you've been listening to us for some time, you've heard us say before that every therapist needs a therapist or a great supervisor, right? But we also mm-hmm. want to add that even if you're not a therapist, every social worker needs some sort of supervision or clinical consultation with another social worker. Like, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. So today, we're talking about supervision and consultations. They're an important part of the work and some of our experiences with receiving supervision. So, Queen P. Hmm. Hey girl. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> so why do you think it's so important to receive therapy or consultation as a therapist slash social worker? So I feel like what we do is so nuanced that only another social worker can really understand and guide you in a way that you may need to ensure compliance with the model you're working in, in helping to advance your skill set, sharpen, you know, the skills that you're learning. Um, how many times have we seen drama ensue when a social worker was tasked with supervising nurses? Like, you know, a job we had and they hired an LCSW to be over RNs. <laughs> and that was an issue, right? The work is similar, but it's not the same. And I think that it's important for a social worker to receive consultation from a social worker because of those things. Some things get lost in translation. You know, what about you, Queen H? Yeah, no, I agree because I feel like even, you know, some of the things that we experienced in in our previous work together, Mm -hmm. you know, even the higher ups were supervised by nurses. They didn't know what we do. And forever did it take for them to hire someone that would be over social work like you need to have a social worker over social workers because there's certain work that needs to be done regardless of what aspect of social work that you're working at when you're a school social worker you need another social worker that you can bounce something off of right and when you are working with people who are not used to getting supervision and then you come and try to supervise them and you got to fight them to help them. Like, what? Like, Man. you were not born on this earth without a mother and father. Right now, listen, people are born in different circumstances. But the point is, you did not come into this world by yourself. I don't care what nobody says. There was some kind of orifice that you had to exit from and you had to get some nurturing at some point or some kind of growth or some kind of thing during incubation and after okay now some people don't have the best upbringing but even animals got parents at a certain point they let them go after they taught them how to use that skill to do the skill to survive 
Yes. So why, as a because you got your master's degree, you've been working in this field, you don't need nobody to tell you how to do the job. Oh no, wait. <laughs> now that you had a position. And so, you know, titles are a big deal though. Let me say that. Let me just preface. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People get mm-hmm. excited when they hear the word director, executive director, associate director, assistant director, vice president of, senior vice president of. People like them kind of thing. You could be making two dollars, but if your job title say director, there's an expectation that yes. you're the end all be all. The buck stops with you, and that you don't need to answer to anyone else because that's what the director does. We direct, right? Mm-hmm. We tell everybody where they gotta go, what they gotta do. But sometimes directorship looks different in other places, and yes. you may not have the skill set to really manage. You could have been sure. a director yesterday, but over here there may be some challenges that you would need to be open to in order to learn what you need to learn so that one day maybe you could get there in this environment. We just got to be open social workers. Just be open, right? Yes. I think it's just so necessary to want to learn, right? When you feel that you know everything, you know nothing at all. Nothing. That is pure Mm. arrogance Mm. and ego. You can't know everything. You have to be open to learning. That's why even as a therapist, Mm -hmm. listen, how long I've been a therapist, I still pay for consultation. Okay, let me talk to you about this case because I need an idea. I need to bounce it off of somebody, right? Um, Mm -hmm. There may be something I come across that I may, may never experienced before. That is a great way to learn. So yes, you can take a class, right? To learn a skill. But how how can somebody assist you with knowing how to implement that skill? That's what the consultation and supervision is for. Working for an agency. The agency has a set of rules. Mm -hmm. You don't know every rule. That part. So you may know social work and your job but you don't know how it applies in that organization and what you can and can't do. So what you did with Joe Smo don't work for Wanda Sally, okay? And don't do it. And you need a supervisor to help. And you need a supervisor, especially if you have a good one, to check your damn self. Yes, I cuss. Okay, I had to give a cuss because go off sis because I'm all about the cuss. Y'all already know me in here. Okay, go ahead. One of the previous supervisors I had, sweet girl, but she could not see herself, right? And so there was a lot of transference going on. And just the way eventually I had to break her down and not break her down, destroy her, break her down just so that she can see and then lift her up. She was starting to see that. Maybe my shit stinks. I might be good at some part, but I'm not good at everything. And I'm not better than people. Like those are the things that we were talking about. Like stop comparing yourself to someone else and tearing them down. But the work, we all here trying to do the work and they have their challenges. And baby doll, you got yours. Mm -hmm. We all got a challenge. I got a challenge too, because I go Mm -hmm. off. And I had to learn, I can't go off immediately. I have to sit down with it, mm-hmm. right? 
but they know all my people them know if they come to me with a thing and somebody this is another reason why to have a supervisor if someone in the organization especially when you work in medical you working with different disciplines and sometimes a doctor and a nurse will try to talk to you any kind of how like you don't know something in that moment that may not be your fight you take it and you come back to your supervisor because if you're my supervisee and anybody talk to you any kind of how, guess what? I am going off. They, they know I'm coming. Listen, it happened today at work. One of my supervisees was saying hi to a doctor. It just, it just be simple like that. The doctor looked at him and walked off. Wait, hold on. What's going on? And it just so happened. And my God, he's the sweetest guy. He has some physical challenges. So I'm extra overprotective. Like, wait, what happened? So he didn't speak. So I've learned. I'm not the old H. The old H, the street <laughs> H, it used to roll up and would, it would have been like, yo, you ain't hear my man speaking to you? Like, what's up? Right, right. Like right. the way he looked at the man, like he turned and looked at him kept walking and came back and looked at him again. Like he wasn't nothing. Like he not supposed to be there. Well, cause he black. He not supposed to be here at this, at this institution because, oh, because of the prestige. Cause it's all right here. Oh no, we're not doing that. So what I did when I heard him walk back into his office, I knocked on the door <laughs> and I smiled. I said, hi, how are you? I just want to introduce myself and my program. It's a new program. This is what we're doing. So you'll see. Howdy, neighbor. When we come, we're going to say hi. And that's what we expect back. Thank you so much. What's your name? Mm-hmm. What can he say? He can't say I was rude. I smiled and I greeted. And I said hi. I mean, I smiled because I had my mask on, obviously. But I smiled, you know? And he knew and I wasn't aggressive, but I let him know. We're not doing that. We're here together on this floor. Mm-hmm. You're going to say hi. So if I speak hello. So that's what a supervisor does. A real good supervisor will have your back, will tell you the truth, but have your back. Yes. Be yes. open. I'm sorry. I took over. Go ahead, girl. No, no. It's, you know, I love when you go off because I, I, you know, and I love when everybody go off because I'm not a go off kind of person. Not a lot. No, Maybe a little. A lot. Just a little. Right? Just when it's time right. You know? <sighs> you got more pause than me. Listen, I've learned so much from you. Listen. You like my supervisor, I keep saying, because you done helped me. Come on. I told you from the time we met, supervisor, don't matter what relationship. Okay? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I, I will not accept that. But, you know, <laughs> I'm glad that you went off because that's kind of where I was leading to in terms of the next question. Like, yeah. what do you think of some of the benefits of supervision and consultation? And you list quite a few. And that was really my argument as well. Like, mm -hmm. it's important that staff feel engaged with their supervisor mm -hmm. because supervision doesn't always look like what they tell us in school oh, you're not yeah. sitting on one end of the desk you know with the pen and the paper sometimes you in the polo grounds 10 o'clock at night and you got to text somebody <laughs> you got to hit them up on messenger okay <laughs> listen or you in the middle of bushwick okay you in these streets moving these kids okay and sometimes mm. you got to be like yo supervisor let me highlight you real quick like Sometimes it looks a little different. So not only are we talking about the importance of the need to connect, um, it's really important that you are aware 
that different circumstances can happen where yes. you'll need to rely on your supervisor. Your supervisor will need to rely on you. There is a yes. hierarchical relationship there as it should be. Obviously the term is supervisor, okay? <laughs> right? <laughs> and insubordinate, like it is what it is. But um, to be prepared for supervision is also really important. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it can happen 10 o'clock at night over a text message. But it's important that you bring your concerns, things you don't know to supervision and also just be willing and open to get the feedback. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. There are some really shitty, shitty <laughs> supervisors out there, right? But there's some really boss ass supervisors and awesome supervisors as well. And sometimes it's a mixed bag. You know, you got, you'll have a career. Your career will be mixed and it'll be what it yes. is. But as the person receiving supervision, you know, be open. Because sometimes, um, you know, your supervisor don't have no supervisor. And they're just doing you. the best they can. And they ain't got no support either. So they're just trying to make sure that you're okay because they don't have what they need. Um, the agency doesn't back them, support them. Um, if you're new to this field, you would be surprised to learn that some agencies are really just scraping to get by. Scraping by. You know, child stat happened. Oh, y'all got audited. Oh, something is happening. Y'all lost y'all funding. I turned over. <laughs> Everybody quitting. Everybody's quitting. The supervisors get paid more money because they handle more problems. And that is how it is with levels of management and levels of supervision. So you got a supervisor who now has no staff. So guess what? She got to be the staff. Got to be the staff and the supervisor. That, that's the hard part of like that middle management area. Woo, girl. So there are challenges that, that people um, tend not to really talk about that you just hear about burnout and social work mm. to come in because everybody's pissed off and angry and nobody ain't getting paid, et cetera. We, we definitely have challenges in this field, but um, if you do get a good supervisor, it is, and it's going to be hard for you to tell if you've never really had one, <laughs> but you'll mm. know it after you lose that one. Oh no, listen, you know it. Listen, you know when you first get it, because once you have a bad one and you have someone that even just asks you, how are you feeling? You'd be like... But see, you have to have a bad one first. I'm telling you, if, if your first job is what it is and you have a supervisor, you don't really make the connection right away that this is what it's supposed to be like or not. You can compare them after the fact. But what's hard is when you enter the field and you have a job as a social and you don't have no supervisor. That so you don't too. know what supervision is supposed to be like. Child. Because I've experienced that with a supervisee. So, well, talk never to me about that, Queen Age. What happened? Well, it's the same one I was talking about. <laughs> talking about she ain't never had no supervisor. She know her job. This, that. Oh, Let God. me find out the last time that you had a supervisor was that you were an intern in the social work program and you went to a particular position because of your skin color. Oh, ooh, that's a whole other topic supervising people of a different hue. And the funny part is, I'll say this, the experience that I've had so far, I have not had a problem supervising people with a different hue. It'd be the people that look like me. Let me tell you something about your own kind. Just because they're your color don't mean they're your kind, you know. I had a roommate in college tell me that she put me up on game one time. Because you my color don't mean you my kind. And if I have never heard a truer thing. It's crazy. Listen, when they say be your own kid, <laughs> it really be like people in your backyard. 
Oh no, not you from my country. Yes. And, and uh oh, uh oh, not you stabbing me in the back. <laughs> in the, the back. Side, everywhere. <laughs> what? Oh, but but it's everywhere except to my face, because you know if you brought it to my face, it will have to get technical. As a professional, as I try to be, and I am. Listen, girl, you know me. There might be some smoke in the city. Don't, don't, because people just be too much. But that's a whole nother topic. And that may be another show. That's going to be another show. But I think that the segue is having it be your own people. So can you talk to me about an experience where you were supervised by someone who was just not... It wasn't a good experience with you as the supervisee because I got something that, that's coming up on my brain too. That is my very first job in the field. <laughs> my first job. Uno, uno, I came fresh. See, the thing is, if I wasn't, didn't have a determined spirit, I could have left this joint. But I said, no, 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 I got this. She don't know what she's doing. It was the very first supervisor I had. Mm-hmm. She was a Black woman. She was well put together. But she had the gift of gab, okay? Now, I'm a, I'm a young spring chicken working in social services. I wasn't a social worker yet, but I was in social services working as a case planner in foster care. She was hired solely off because the new executive director came. So, And the executive director came and brought two of her minions with her. Now, one of her minions, she put on the preventive side, and but that minion knew what she was doing. But this minion, she put on foster care side to try to push the director that was there out. But what she didn't bank on is that that director knew that job inside and out. Mm. So in memorable cases, you heard me talk about being outside wrestling with a knife in the middle of these Brooklyn streets. I may have failed to inform you that I called my supervisor. Mm-hmm. I called her repeatedly. I'm a, I'm a spring chicken. I'm 22 at this time, but I'm, I'm new because I had just turned. Like, you know, I got a late birthday. So, <clears throat> so I'm 22 and I'm out here. I'm doing my thing. And then this bucking out, uh, break out and people could have died. I could have died. Everybody could have died. Knives was out. I called the supervisor. I know what to do. I panicked at that moment because it would have been, oh yeah, call the police. I ain't think about that. I'm fight or flight. I got to get the knife out her hand. What? That was my case. Instead of get out, <laughs> let her cut him. Call 911. Like, you know, call the supervisor. No answer. You know who answered the phone? It was that director. That my supervisor who I would be talking to all the time about the case and she didn't know what she would do. She's like, oh, you have to wait till I get supervision from the director for me to give you an answer. Pick, pick up the phone. I don't do that. So what ended up happening, what I would do after that incident happened and I called the director and she told me what I needed to do and walk me through that, I went straight to the director from then on. And I never spoke to my supervisor again. She tried to get me to talk to the supervisor and this is where my attitude, you know, I, supervision helped me uh, fix this. I was like, no, because she's coming to you anyway. So why? She don't know what she's doing. She come, She's like, no, but it's protocol. It's hierarchy. Okay. Well, my hierarchy is that I'm coming to you. So you figure it out because I'm not doing like I was stubborn like that. I mean, eventually me and the director, 
end up having to fall up. But that was because of her ego, because she wanted people to kiss her butt. But in the in the beginning, listen, that was my savior and my eyes because she actually gave me supervision. She would walk through cases. We would talk about transference and counter transfer. We would talk about the work and all of like she was good. She knew her job and it just spurred me on so that I can continue my job. And I I lasted there even in the dysfunction for like <laughs> six years, seven years. Don't nobody last in foster care that long unless they die in foster care. They they don't. People either get out in a year or, you know, six months or, you know, it don't last that long. So I was in there like a grandma in foster care. I was vested. I left there with my money, okay? I was vested in the 4043B, okay? And I took my money, Okay. That's how you got to do it because I sure left after a year. Did I make it a year? I did. I made it a year. (laughs) And foster care was the one part of social services I didn't want to go into. The one part of child welfare specifically I didn't want to go into. Um, But girl, this woman didn't have the skills, but at least she had enough to know that she had to go to somebody to get the information. It's just unfortunate that her approach was, you got to wait three weeks. No, these things are happening every day. When you're a case planner, you plan in somebody's life, you know. You don't have two and three weeks to, to get supervision to come back to me with an answer. That's not how this works. answer now. Now. And, and you gave her the benefit of the doubt. Talk about, at least she knew she had to go. No. The director <laughs> demanded she had to come and, and, and set supervision schedule. She did not want to talk to her because she wanted us to not like her it became building against building because of, yeah that's how she was she's like we're gonna have our own thanksgiving party we're not gonna do it with them oh it was very toxic very toxic very toxic. that place still in shambles okay i got my ear to the street i know about them listen i know about them and anybody who listening that know uh me <laughs> know the place so just mind your business okay just listen to the word okay because you know it is uh yeah Anyway, Queen Ping, what about you? What is what is your experience? <laughs> um, I had have had mm-hmm. quite a few interesting supervisors. I was the best one. Phenomenal, <laughs> clearly you were. Um, but prior to coming to where we met. Mm-hmm. That bitch was crazy, like insane. And um, now that I think back at it, I I can, from a noble place, say that um, she was threatened, she was tired, Mm -hmm. underappreciated, not paid well, you know? And I can see that all of that was um, what was really going on, you know? But on the surface, it was triangulation, it was a whole bunch of nastiness in that place. It was mm. you take time off for what? You know, oh, you got to think about other people. Bitch, it's my time off that I earned, okay, that I worked here for. Oh, I got to think about other people taking time off. Blah, blah, blah. Why? You need to, you're the supervisor. You need to figure out coverage. And you know how I roll. Like, I'm that yes. person who's going to plan around everybody anyway. Like, I got yes. my specific times. I like to do stuff. Yeah. And so you come in every crazy, first of all. Um, and there was a lot of, negativity were her you know she would talk openly about people's personal business Mm. among other people and she didn't care who was in the room like as long as that person wasn't in the room she was telling all their business Mm. Um, she would 
uh, sow seeds of like, um, what's the word? You know, I'm not good with words, but like, um, for lack of a better word, I'll just say negativity. Like, oh, well, so-and-so said, yeah, you know, so-and-so said this about so-and-so. Yeah, you didn't hear that, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I was over there when that happened. You know, just really amping up mm -hmm. her philosophy was, you know, um, she don't want us to be many in body, one in mind. Mm. Because she was so awful. Kept everybody in their little silos. And because she kept talking and talking and talking, everybody believed that nobody liked them. Everybody was hostile toward each other because they had heard somebody had said something, somebody did this, somebody taking a day off, somebody lived with their mother, like all kind of stuff happening in that place. No bueno. Yo, what happened to me was I had a patient. First of all, I, I used to get punished all the time. Like, mm, like she was I your would, mama. Girl, okay. I would get punished all the time. What would happen is I would be asked to cover units. So other people would get time off. It'd be an issue when I took time off. And then I would have to cover the units for extended periods of time, right? Okay. I'm a badass motherfucking social worker. So I'm gonna cover the unit. No problem. Yeah. No sweat. Hence why, you know, I would never give anybody an assignment I don't know how to do or haven't done it yes. hand. So I'm like, yo, I've done this work. Stop popping shit. Anyway. So I was working on this particular case, had a discharge. This person had been um, a resident for a long time, right? I put a plan in place for this patient, did everything I needed them to do, had services set up. I was talking to the CNO about mm. it. They was coming to my meetings like, all right, we need to do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, she was mad. You talking to the CNO? You cool with the CNO? Oh, for CNO is chief nursing officer. That That is like big shots in there. Nurses run the hospital, okay? Child. And sure enough, she took a little young Jewish girl and like pushed this girl to the front of my case. So at some point she took the case from me after I had done all the work and decided that she was gonna assign this one particular case from my caseload to this other girl so that when the shit came through, the other girl would get the accolades and applause and oh, good job, you did so great, all of that. Sure enough, it wasn't the girl's plan, so she didn't know what was going on. She was just like a substitute, I guess, sitting in, filling in, whatever, and it fell through. And so <laughs> there was an email that I had been left off of because um, it was a whole chain with a bunch of people. Sure enough, the young Jewish girl, I guess she felt a way um, that it fell through and she was being blamed that it fell through. And so she sent an email and sees me, me on it like, oh, well, I'm doing this because you asked me to. And that's how I learned that my supervisor gave my case to this girl to be working on. Now, I don't remember what happened in the interim and how my case would get reassigned in that scenario, but I do remember that that took place. And I was like, wow, look at this. You know, so people are protected and I'm always going to be one of those protected people. I'm going to say yes. that and that's why it fell through. Yes. But it's just, you know, when we talk about supervisors, but, you know, being a supervisor is a responsibility. It's sure not just to the work. Right to mm. the people supervise, yeah, who are in need of your support, who are in need of your expertise, your skill set, the things you've accumulated, and, and your knowledge base like they need that to get to mm. where you at and beyond. Yeah, you can't just come through the door, you know, with a supervisory title and not expect to be called at some point to help. Absolutely, so who much is given, much is required, right? Mm. More money, more problems. Listen. <laughs> Okay. You don't quote. You don't quote it. 
You don't quote that's it. My, that's my people. That's my people. Relax. <laughs> listen, listen. Anyway, we're going to move on from that. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. No, but you're so yes. right. Because not only does it affect your supervisee, but it affects the patient, the client, yes. the population yes. that you serve. If you yes. do not serve, right? If mm-hmm. you do not support that social worker properly, how are they supposed to serve their client? So now at the end of the day, right, you're going to have some social workers who are just, you know, resilient and can, whether they get good supervision or not, do, do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same token, they're, everybody is different. So, so right. regardless of the fact, everyone needs support, right? And if you're not receiving the support that you so desire, it's okay mm-hmm. to say that, right? Mm-hmm. I ask my supervisee, what is it that you need for me? Do you have any pointers for me? How did you feel when I said this, right? What is this? I'm not just here. I'm not here on high, right? I'm learning right. from you. You're learning from me. This is a learning space, yes. right? And so I need to learn how to help you or serve you better, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's different and everybody needs. Like the work that I did with that girl, I need to do that with you. That girl was was expending all my energy. I had to use all of my skill, Mm -hmm. right? To Mm -hmm. really support her and really be strength-based and sandwich Mm -hmm. what I said with her. I had to big her up and then give her the critique and then big her up some more, right? She needed that. Somebody else don't need it. I could come straight to you and be like, yo, Queen P, this, this, this. You're like, I got it. No problem. I didn't have to feel like I had to be ginger. You know what I mean? But it it behooves you to learn what your person needs, right? It's not really about how you come to it. It's how you need to come to it. What what do they need in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not negating yourself as a human being. You can say to them, hey, today I feel stank. Today is not a good day. I feel stank. I'm taking it to an old school word, stank. Stank a bank, okay? The attitude is stank right now. Right. So please bear with me so we can reschedule this or please just be (laughs) understand that this is what's happening with me right now. But I'm here to support you. Right. Yeah. That's it. My door is always open and everybody know that my door is open. You can come to me anytime. That's why people who I didn't even supervise was coming to my door. I'm like, hold on. You got supervisor. Okay. Well, no, I just wanted to ask you a question real quick. Oh, okay. Well, listen, come on in. Come on in. I'm going to answer the question, but check with your supervisor. Because people be territorial by their supervisees too, though. Don't tell my people, like, this your child. Okay, I tell your child nothing. Mm. Like, you own them. Okay. The only way I told my supervisor, uh, my supervisees not to go to is, you know, a colleague advisor that d- didn't do no work. <laughs> like... You can't go, she don't know nothing. So she can't do that. But even the crazy one to act up, you can go to her. She know her job. She just crazy. I'm not going to stop you. What? She over there, ask her the question. So <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> I'm sorry. To those who um, are in a position where they mm-hmm. don't have the supervisor or don't have any supervision right now. I would say, um, please speak up, right? So let's say you have a supervisor and the supervision isn't good. You can tell them they're bad without saying that they're bad. 
right? Because everybody's ego, right, needs to be stroked. You can just say, you know what? I appreciate your support. But today, this is what I need. Could you help me with this? Now, if they cannot help you with that, that means they just don't have the skill. You may have to go to above them. And it's not against them. You can say to the director, hey, director, program manager, whoever, Listen, mm-hmm. this person is a good supervisor. However, I don't know if it's a best fit. This is what I need. And he or she cannot deliver that to me. And I want to serve our patients, our clients, our participants the best I can. And I'm not getting what I need to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, that's so mature. Don't act up. Right. Don't be acting up. Don't just not go to the supervision. Like, don't do it. I've been there, done that. Okay. Okay but I was in my 20s <laughs> at that time. I was early 20s at that time. And early that's 20s. exactly what I was going to bring up. Like Age brings wisdom. What you said sounds so wise and so elegant. And elo- yes, it does. Thank you. But you see, that's something that we would say now. Like, check yes. this out. Baby, give me somebody else ASAP because this is what I need. But when you're young and fresh and green. Yes, it's hard. Yeah, you may feel very anxious about taking the reins and saying hey I need this or what have you um I would encourage our young people to believe in themselves yes you're capable it may not always feel comfortable but you learn in life and you definitely learn in this field that this is not not about comfortability Mm -hmm. you got to do what you got to do at the end of the day you got to put your service first you're in a surface field you're here Mm -hmm. to serve you know, mm-hmm. patients, the clients, those are the people who you're serving. And if you know you need something for this particular family or this particular person, you got to make sure that you eliminate the barriers to getting that for them. As long as you can, if it's within your scope, then you should make an effort per the NASW code of ethics. We still yes. don't really know what the NASW does, but in however, Shots they have CEU trainings at night. <laughs> Shots fired. CEU trainings at night. And they have a code of ethics. We have to abide by that. Um, Yeah. Queen P, I love this discussion. You killed me at the end. No, ma'am. But it is what it is. I mean, you know, that's a whole nother topic, NASW. And we'll talk about that another time. But also the other thing and the last thing I want to say about not having a supervisor, you can also always find another job find something that fits I I feel like sometimes people stay in things too long it's okay to know when you got to hold them and fold them right and one thing for the young social workers sometimes you'll go through a thing in the field you can't automatically think that you're going to get this luxurious job before you know when you come in now that doesn't mean you suffer but also know there's going to be challenges Mm-hmm. You can't automatically think a job is going to have work-life balance and you fresh out of school. It don't have that. If you want work-life balance, you got to create work-life create balance. That. I just told my cousin that. I love her to death, but she got to figure that out, right? Work-life balance, you have to create it. So if this job ain't it for you, find another one. It doesn't mean that the feel ain't for you. It just means that setting ain't for you or that job ain't for you. It's a, another one. Right. But don't let nobody not let you take your your time. They said you can't take your time unless there is an audit or something going on. You're entitled to take your time. Learn the rules and the policies of your organization. Don't just work there. You need to understand how it works. 
don't just work there. You need to understand how it works. I love it. Mm, that's it. Well, this was a good one. This was a good one. Thank you, Queen P. Thank you, Queen H. All right, Supervisor. <laughs> if you guys want to connect with us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at the Queens of Social Work Pod or on Instagram at the Queens of Social Work. If you want more information on the topic we discussed today, feel free to check out our show notes or email us at thequeensofsocialwork at gmail.com. We'd really appreciate it if you rate, review, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. 